0: God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God for our meditation this morning is our Gospel for the day, John 6, verses 24 to 35, which is printed in your bulletin. Dear Anna, brothers and sisters in Christ, Have you ever been given directions to a place you've never been and been told, just follow the signs. I don't know about you, but for me, unless we're talking about a very short distance and just a few very obvious signs, that can be rather nerve wracking. Because it requires trusting two unknowns. One, that I will be undistracted and successful in seeing all of the signs. And two, that all the signs will be in the right places, noticeable and and clear enough to guide me in the right direction. I have actually had the experience of going miles in the wrong direction because of a missed sign while backpacking. And, uh, well, this is not an unreasonable concern for me then. So for me, if someone tells me, just follow the signs... The next thing I want to know if, is if those signs are are obvious and unmistakable, and if there's any questions, I want to make I want some other directions as a backup. The crowd in Capernaum had some similar concerns about signs, and Jesus was concerned that they see them and use them the right way. But these signs didn't point to Jerusalem or Damascus or to. Avram's camel emporium, they pointed back to Jesus. They pointed to God and they pointed to heaven. And what he wanted them to understand was that they were all pointing the same direction and that they, the people, and you and me should follow where the signs led. You may remember what had happened the day before. We learned about it last week. Wanting to get away with his disciples, Jesus had gone to a remote place on the opposite side of the Sea of Galilee. But the crowds had followed him there. In compassion for them, Jesus taught them and healed their sick. And then, when the day had grown long, he performed an amazing miracle for them. From a boy's five loaves and two fishes, he fed the entire crowd of 5,000 men plus women and children with everyone eating as much as he wanted. And then, because he knew that the people were thinking to take him by force and make him their king, so so he would keep providing food for them, he withdrew from the crowd and went off to a private place. And when the crowd dispersed, and they all made their way back to Capernaum, they wondered where Jesus had gone because they knew he had not got into the boat with his disciples when they left the other side. What they didn't know is that Jesus had actually arrived in town with the disciples in their boat, though he hadn't left the far shore in their boat during the night. He had joined them by walking on the water across the wave-tossed sea. The people didn't know any of this, of course. Only his disciples witnessed this unprecedented miracle. So the crowd's curiosity is understandable the next day when they find Jesus has beaten them back to town. They ask him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Left unspoken is the deeper question behind that. How did you get here? Possibly they realized that something miraculous must have happened again for Jesus to have arrived in Capernaum ahead of them. And they wanted details. But Jesus was never about simply satisfying idle curiosity. And there were more important matters to discuss. Jesus answered them, Amen, amen, I tell you. You are not looking for me because you saw the miraculous signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not continue to work for the food that spoils, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Now, okay, what should they have understood from his words there? Something along the lines of, hmm, these miracles Jesus does, yes, they may give us earthly benefits like food and they're wonderful, but those things are not what matters in the long run. Instead, we understand that His miracles are signs that point us toward eternal life through Him because they are evidence that God approves of Him. But no. The people interpreted Christ's words according to the common religious principle of their day, which is really the common view, the default view of every human heart. Do good to get good from God. And so they latched on to the idea of work. So they said to him, What should we do to carry out the works of God? They were looking for a formula, a plan, a secret, inside knowledge, or, or just something new that might be easier than what they had been doing. They wanted the teacher to tell them what God wanted them to do. Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one he sent. Now, if someone had told him he was contradicting himself, Jesus might have agreed. But he was answering their question with their language, but with his truth. To believe is not a work. Trusting is not doing. But what God wanted them and wants everyone to do is believe. And not just have some vague sort of, Positive attitude, but to actually put one's full trust in and rely entirely on God's Son, Jesus Christ. The people did understand that when he said, the one God has sent, that he was referring to himself. But they still held back. Maybe they weren't ready to believe. Maybe They just wanted to see how they could milk this situation for all it was worth. Then they asked him, So, what miraculous sign are you going to do that we may see it and believe you? What miraculous sign are you going to perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness just as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Somehow, somehow they seemed to think that it was reasonable to suggest forgetting about two years' worth of miracles, even the feeding of the 5,000, which was the day before, and start from scratch and demanding a miraculous sign from Jesus to prove He was worthy of their trust. And clearly they still liked the previous day's idea of, of making him a king who would provide them food every day that they would neither have to work for or pay for. Because they preferred or because they referred to what they read about in our lesson today from, from Exodus, the, the manna from heaven that fed the Israelites for some 40 years in the wilderness. But they didn't even have the meaning of the manna right. Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I tell you. Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the real bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sure, Moses was the leader of Israel who explained to them, announced to them about the manna, But he was no more the giver of that bread from heaven than than the UPS guy is the giver when he delivers a birthday package from your grandma. Jesus was telling the people to focus not on the, the sign of God's love and power, but on God himself who loves and gives life. He was telling them to look beyond the gift to the giver the crowd just couldn't seem to get their minds out of the rut of thinking only of their earthly needs and daily desires. Sir, they said to him, give us this bread all the time. Actually, Jesus wanted nothing more than to do just that, but not the way they thought. They were still thinking of of physical bread for physical eating to meet their daily needs. But he wanted to give them something to feed their souls for eternity. Grace, mercy, forgiveness, salvation, a sure and certain hope, the, the love and power of a compassionate God, the gospel. He was offering them himself as their Savior. I am the bread of life, Jesus told them. The one who comes to me will never be hungry, and the one who believes in me will never be thirsty. That sounds like something we should all want for today and forever, doesn't it? And Jesus says we can get there by following the signs. And that does not mean that we have to wait for Jesus to appear and perform some new miraculous sign to establish his identity for us. He has already done more than enough of those. And we know about those miracles from the reliable historical documents that are the four gospels. They are evidence of plenty that Jesus was and is the Son of God, the Messiah sent to save mankind. But we also have signs of a different sort that point us beyond the needs and concerns of this life and world to the next, to the realities and blessings of the next. These signs are always reliable and always clear to guide us in the right direction. We have the means of grace which, Anna, we studied for two years in the catechism, and which we all know and love and treasure. The Word of God, first of all. The Word of God which makes us wise for salvation. It gives us both God's law and His gospel, forcing us first to face up to the fact that we are sinners, deserving nothing from God but death and damnation. And then refreshing us with the gracious good news that in Christ, God has not only removed our sins and their offense, but has also given us His perfect holiness so that we can live forever with Him in heaven. The sacrament of baptism is another great gift by which God takes what Jesus did for us on the cross and through His empty tomb and makes it ours. He washed you clean of your sins. He claimed you as His own child, and He put His name on you. And the Holy Spirit created faith in you that trusts in all of this grace. And the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, which you, Anna, will receive for the first time today, points us to Christ's suffering and death on the cross, and then gives us, in, with, and under the bread and wine, the very body and blood that He sacrificed for us, and with it, forgiveness, new life, and salvation. Everything we need to deal with our sins, everything we need to strengthen our faith, everything we need to sustain us until we join Jesus in paradise at the wedding feast of the Lamb. And so it should be clear what we want and need to do with all the various signs and guides and gifts that God has so graciously given us. Follow them. And follow them not just this one time or for a short time, when you're young or when you feel you have time or or when it seems more helpful or relevant or, or whatever. No. Follow them. And follow Jesus for all your life, and with all you have and are, until the day he calls you home to heaven, whenever that might be. So we listen to God's voice in his word. We join in the fellowship of Christ's supper. And we remember our baptisms and what they mean That the old Adam in us should be drowned by daily contrition and repentance and that all its evil deeds and desires be put to death and that a new person should daily arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. We sin daily, but we repent daily and God forgives daily. It does not mean that we take sin lightly. Exactly the opposite. Our love and thanks to the God who sent His Son to save us means that we every day seek to sin less and less and serve Him more and more. But we know that when we fumble, falter, and fail, we have a loving Lord ready to forgive Receive and comfort us with his gospel and the promise of perfection in paradise. So we turn to him at all times and on all days and we trust in him for all things. So today, you are reminded to follow the signs that God laid out for us in the works and words of Jesus Christ. Follow them to find eternal life in the one the Father sent to this world to redeem it. Follow them to avoid the wrong roads of works righteousness and self-reliance and to find the one right road of faith alone in Christ alone that alone leads to the Father's favor. Follow the signs that place you at Jesus' feet and in his arms where your deepest needs of heart and soul will always be met in the best and richest ways. There will never be any need or reason for you to turn aside to any other religion or philosophy or savior or leader or lifestyle or curiosity. With faith in God's Son, you will never be hungry and you will never be thirsty again. This is where all of Christ's life and works point us. This is the obvious and unmistakable lesson for you today, Anna, and for all of us. Follow Jesus with all your life, all of your life, to eternal life. Amen. Please rise. May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, both soul and body, be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Amen.